Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies and TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hey, my name is Albert. This is Jami. This is Josephine. This is Edward. And for this episode, we are going to be talking about Season 7 of HBO's Game of Thrones. Now, real quick, a one-sentence uh, description again. <laughs> Same thing like we did last week. But maybe you've changed it after after seeing the the season finale. Uh, what, I still go with solid. The highs are really high, not as high, not as its apex as it was a few years ago with uh, season four, which I thought was the apex as far as like overall quality from episode one to the last episode and stuff like that. And the lows are not really that low for me this season and stuff like that. There wasn't a Doran storyline that I didn't that I despised. There wasn't like that whole church thing which I didn't like and stuff like that. So the lows are not. Really, so I would just give it a, a good. B plus solid season and stuff like that. That was more than a sentence. How Johnny. dare you? Uh, mine would be fan fiction at its finest. <laughs> Edward. Similar to Jeremy, I thought it was solid. Uh, it felt like, and also a combination of Josephine, fan fiction at its finest because I've been noticing they're, they've been very unwilling to kill off major characters like they have in the previous seasons like in the previous season it was unpredictable who would die so yes it's it's okay so all right let me rephrase that solid <laughs> predictable fan service yeah um I'll, I'll agree with all that um the highs are pretty high i gotta admit how we got there is another story but yeah fan fiction se- season this is a completely fan fiction season uh it does not feel at all like a george rr R. martin written work if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the only season where we didn't lose a Lannister or a Stark, right? Correct. Yeah, right? Yeah, so George R. Martin was not involved in this whole season. Is what I'm no. trying to say. Yeah. You, you can tell because there's less nudity. There's hey, less sex. That's a criticism, right? <laughs> Boo. My B plus went to a C. I, I would say this. I appreciate that Weiss and Benoff held back on all that crap. Mm-hmm. Because because that was it's not really necessary. It's yeah. it is sex position and yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessary. Hmm. And the, the times that he actually did it in the in the season, I guess was kind of necessary when in that regards. So it's there. Some of the stuff I can kind of uh, maybe just like move off because I figured some of the big. I still think they still have a big twist and turn for the end. You know what I mean? Because we're we have less characters now and stuff like that. So I can see why they're a little hesitant to kill off a Lannister or a Stark. Uh, and I would be dis- and it, it is moving more towards of a traditional narrative like you know the hero's journey you do the right thing good things happen to you and stuff like that last minute rescues that sort of thing I do feel like it is moving towards more of a traditional narrative and stuff but like I said I, I only can explain it by the fact that it's getting closer to the end there's less characters and stuff like this moves for them to make so me so I would be disappointed if by the end of next season, the final season, there isn't some big twist. You know what I mean? If there's if there's a big happy ending where everybody kind of holds hands and go off and ride off in the sunset, then I'd be upset. Uh, I totally agree with Jamming. Uh, while it did feel a little bit perfect uh, in this whole season, it we do have one more season to go. So I'm kind of expecting all the families either to completely get wiped out or like you know at least your favorite ones will might die, but for a greater cause. Um, and if we're to believe anything George R. R. Martin has said, he said, you know, uh, he the, the ending is going to be bittersweet. So I'm like, okay, we already see that building up uh, as to who could kill who, and you know what has happened. Like, oh, Danny and John, uh, bittersweet because you find out you're related. Oh wait, but she's pregnant. Oh, but she might die while carrying the baby. I don't know, whatever bullshit. Um, so then I'm not 
as much as it was like, oh, this doesn't feel like George R. R. Martin because there was none of the horrific deaths this season, I feel like we're they're just amping it up even more for us. They're like, here's one season of reprieve, 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 where you get to feel great about everything and have all your fan fiction. Then the next season, we're going to destroy all that. Although, to be fair, you know, the season finale, we will talk about it later. There, there was one major death, for sure. Right. Uh, but no one cares about him dying. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about him because it's like the more I thought about him, the more I have very ambivalent feelings. But he's a very strange character where it's like I didn't hate him or love him, and I, it, yeah, he uh, he's an interesting one. I would say that without George R. R. Martin's direction, I didn't. I don't think Weiss and Benoff knew what to do with Littlefinger. So them killing him off is probably for the best. Because I, I, I would assume that George R. R. Martin's end goal with Little Fingers is going to be much different than this. And yeah, it almost seemed like Weiss and just didn't know what to do with him. So they just kill him off. My whole thing with Little Fingers, the thing is you've been watching him do his thing for like six, seven seasons. I think along with the rest of us, I, the people actually in the show, are like you know, I'm talking about the characters in the, in the story. It's like anytime something bad or shitty happens, you just go, hey. It's fucking Littlefinger's yeah, part. He's involved. It's, it's his fault. Just, just kill him. You know what I mean? And the thing is, sometimes uh, Littlefinger's at his best in the first earlier season. He was able to because there's a wider, uh, like he was like he throws grenades, right? And he just and he bait, and he kind of climbs the ladder based on where the grenade lands, how much chaos he creates, and stuff like that. But the thing is, he, he's he's very limited, literally physically limited in a very very smaller place, which is. Winterfell, you know what I mean? There's less yeah. players, there's less moves for him to make. He's he felt like he was he, he's getting kind of trapped in a, in a corner almost, and he just ran out of moves and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, so. based on the show, he ran out of moves. I'm really curious to see where George R. R. Martin is going to take him, unless this is really where he was going to go. Yeah, because and I, that'll be disappointing. I obviously I haven't read the book, but I don't know if he's introducing new characters or are you know what I mean? It's like I don't right. know. Um, well, I mean, the one main character we know that was still alive in the books that we never saw was the Lady Stonehenge. But mm-hmm. then otherwise, didn't they say that they've been, yeah. like, kind of, like, talking to George R. R. Martin just for that? Yeah. Or, sorry, Stoneheart. Um, but whatever, like, her, whatever the main plot points he wanted, he gave them that. So maybe Lord Baelish dying was part of it. Because it's like, that he's a pretty big character, like, a big conniving character. So why would he not tell them where he should be killed or whatsoever? Yeah. Like you know, or maybe he's like, just kill him somewhere here at Winterfell, as to whether or not um, it's accurate, whatever. But him dying, I feel like it's a pretty big thing that they he would have disclosed to the writers and stuff. It just seemed like he really is the kind of character that I would imagine actually making it till the season fin- the season last season of the show. Mm-hmm. And no, to me, know. that was a surprise that they killed him off. Before he gets to the last season, so yeah, I'm 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 actually generally surprised that the little finger thing actually played out the way it really? did. Really, I was not surprised at all because I knew the two sisters weren't going to really go after each other, weren't going to exactly. kill each other, and so I those were the obvious turn would be just to uh, Linderfinger. Like I said, to me, he was like a fish sort of out of water. He was out of his element at this point. He didn't right. he didn't have enough uh, pl- uh, pl- pieces on the chessboard to move around and stuff like that. So it didn't really surprise me that he died and stuff like that. And honestly, if this mo- this t- a TV show is moving toward like a war movie against the White Walkers, like what's he going to do? Was he, he going to negotiate with the White Walkers? No, come on. No, it, him it, off. It's true enough. But besides, I hated that storyline between him trying to uh, have Sansa and Arya fight it out. Yeah. Did not like a plotline yeah. at all, so I'm kind of glad it's over with. I liked some of it. Some of the stuff I thought was good because they brought up some of the emotions that they had as they were little kids. You know, some of the things that they didn't like each other carried over 
but the fact that the whole thing hinged on that note to me sounds it's it's stupid. You know what I mean? The fact that Sansa had a scene where she's like, where did where did she get that note? Where did she get the note? Well, Littlefinger, she's right there. Obviously, Littlefinger gave the note. He's like, come on. Yeah, no, not only that, but but Arya is a faceless one. She wouldn't fall for this. So there was absolutely no suspense at all. She didn't fall for it. I don't think Arya fell. No, but the thing is, though, the, the the show made it seem like she did, which is stupid. Uh, no, Edward, go ahead. Oh, just let you know, uh, Josephine's taking a little break. To, uh, one of the kitties smashed something, so she's yeah. cleaning it up. So okay, if she's missing. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, continue on. I was gonna say I don't think Arya fell for it at all. I don't think she fell for no, it. No, no, no. We all know he, she didn't fall for it. Yeah. But the fact that the show staged it where it seemed like she did was a fallacy. Well. Maybe they hinted at it, but I've seen some breakdowns uh, on YouTube, and some of the breakdowns they said what she's actually saying is, "A telling her you have to take this knife and be more vicious like me and stuff like that." So you can kind of read. There's, there's obviously a way of reading it where it seems like Arya may seem like she's going to stabby stabby his sister, but I don't know. fair enough. There are hints that that she did, that 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 Arya was not following. Maybe Sansa, but not Arya. But the last scene where the kill of Littlefinger oh, yeah, goes yeah. to show where the, the writers were like, we're going to give you guys this gotcha moment. Mm. Sansa pulls Arya in and it looks like she's going to kill her off. Oh. And then she goes, Littlefinger. I mean, that was the gotcha moment that the writers wanted to build up. And for us, it's like, yeah, it's not really surprising. Yeah. Fan fiction. I will say if there's one huge, I mean, yes, it was definitely fan fiction. But one thing I definitely liked uh, out of all of that is to watch a- Aiden Gillen's acting because he's yes, always been yes. the very soft-spoken, you know, very conniving. And to see his range of emotions, pretty much three minutes-ish, go from, like, shock to, like, fear to just straight, downright begging. Yeah. Like, he is begging. And it's it was unusual for me to see him, like, because, yeah, we've seen him since the very beginning of the show. He's always been that one-note character and to see him play all these emotions all at the same time, I was like, actually, that's pretty astounding. Like, like, because I think that's also the character too. He's always been, he's so good at what he does that he never really felt challenged. And so to see that he's cornered now, to see that he's gonna die, is actually in a way like it. It, it was a great way to go for the character as well as the actor. I, I would say it's also a bit poetic that the downfall for Littlefinger. Are female, yeah, you know, which is always yeah. people and sisters, yeah, yeah, and which is always people that he's always been subjugating. So, so it is kind of nice that that it played out this way. Yeah, I know it's kind of fan fiction, and I'm curious yeah. to see how George R. R. Martin handles this, but but th- there is some sort of satisfaction how it played out. Yeah, he's he he's he directly led to his own downfall too. You know, what I mean, he's the one that actually put the things in motion to have himself killed because when he. When the brand came back, he gave him a life because he thought he would just throw another monkey into a wrench by putting brand in between the two sisters or something like that by giving him a knife. You know, trying to weasel his way into his life and stuff like that. But that's the one. That's the thing that triggered this whole thing. You know, what I mean, that knife and all that, and that, the same knife that killed that. You know, they used to assassinate him and stuff like that. So he's responsible for his own well, downfall. Well, not only that, but but Bran has given him many hints that he can see things he's not supposed to see. Yeah. So Littlefinger should have expected something from him. Littlefinger also knows are familiar with the fa- the faceless one, so he should know he shouldn't be able to trick Arya. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like it completely is kind of manipulative to a point of where the plot's supposed to go, mm-hmm. as opposed to it logically making sense, which kind of bugged yeah. me. Yeah, he should have been a lot smarter about this. So that's you're right. It it felt off because Littlefinger. I mean, there's a reason he survived as long as he did, manipulating these kingdoms, these the royalties. 
And so the fact that he kind of just neglected all the information, uh, the fact that Brand even quoted one of his own sayings back from like the first season, yeah. should have tipped the little finger off. I am dealing with a supernatural element, which mm-hmm. I don't think he ever has before. Like, so the mm-hmm. fact that he's dealing with someone who can see into his very soul should like alarm him, but it doesn't do. It's like yeah, like you said, it was just a one track for. All right, little finger's gonna die, and he's gonna make some dumbass decisions, which I felt was out of character from everything he's done in previous seasons. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Um, well, speaking of dumbass characters, so are you guys okay with how the sand sand snakes died? Hey, I'm just glad it ended. <laughs> I'm just glad it's over, man. I really like that scene though, where she. Uh, uh, I really like that scene where she changed the mother and daughter and all that stuff and the kiss and all that stuff. I, I really like the scene, but I'm, I'm just glad it's over. I'm no more sands. It's enough. That's all right. Yeah, agreed. No more sands. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's she's still alive, right? Like theoretically, yeah. Alive. Yeah, the theoretically. I bet you they completely forgot about them. We were not going to see them at all yeah. anymore. Even the actress, I believe, has been quoted like that's it for her. She's wrapped on the Game of Thrones. She won't come back. Yeah, okay. they killed two daughters. One daughter's down there with her, and they're both. Oh, and the, well, actually, all three daughters are dead at this point. But the mother's down there, chain, chain. Right, but it's well, a fantastic. And the daughter fantastic, has like the poison. Yes, it's yeah. a fantastic death, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, theoretically, they, yeah, they're they're probably in the castle still. I mean, the, the poison may last months. They said, uh, but at the same time, oh, yeah. uh, I I really don't think this is in the writer's uh, best interest to go back to that plot line. Yeah, they're, it's they're over. Not back. Yeah, it's they, over. Yeah. It's over. My favorite death, to begin just death and stuff. Like, my favorite death is uh, uh, Olenia. Olena. Ol- yeah. Olena. She has the best death and stuff like that. She's because she's at the end. Once she's still throwing haymakers at the end, even with her death and stuff like that. She's, oh, you know, what I mean, she's telling her him that you know she's responsible for the son's death. He's telling her him he's planting little ideas in his head, like you know that sister lover is, is going to be the death of you. You're going to be your downfall. It's just a fantastic death. That's the, yeah. That's the great thing about Game of Game of Thrones to me. Uh, they talk about dragons, talk about battles and stuff. But some sometimes it's just people in a room talking to each other, and it's just fantastic. It's just yeah. awesome. I agree. That one felt like a Game of Thrones uh, sequence right there. The the conversation between yeah. Olena and Jamie definitely felt like classic Game of Thrones. Yes. And how great is Jamie this year? I just love Jamie and stuff like that. Because in so many scenes, especially in the earlier part of the season, I don't know how to feel. Like, this, this is a pirate who's macking on his sister lover, and he's making fun of his, missing his hand. <laughs> yes. I'm like, hey, Jamie, no, wait, wait, hold on. It's like, Jamie is, is a bad guy, right? Wait, wait, how am I supposed to feel? There's a whole thing that you might be burned by a dragon. I'm like, do I cheer for the dragon? Do I cheer for Jamie? What's going on here? I have so oh, many, yeah, that yeah, battle was a good one. Yeah. yeah. I have so many conflicting feelings about Jamie. I never understand how to feel when it comes to Jamie. He's just a fantastic actor, fantastic character and stuff. It's just, everything about I Jamie is just great. I think with the end of this season, I think it is clear how we should feel about Jamie. Like, mm-hmm. he made his decision. Right. And I think, in the end, it's like when, yeah, it's like, there's no better wake-up call than to see a freaking zombie right in front of you and be like, mm-hmm. all right, so all this, you know, trivial bullshit needs to end for yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And we gotta do this. And so, I was like, well, you know, I at first I was like, oh, that's too easy. That you know, uh, that Cersei would be like, okay, fine, Tyrion, I'll do what you say and mm-hmm. go in. But then it's like, oh, right, she manipulated even to the fact that her. At first, I thought it was kind of weird that she would deliberately her, touch her belly like that. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, she's being clever. Okay. So let's go back to that. Is she really pregnant? I think she is pregnant. I think she is. Yeah, I think she's pregnant. And also, people point out the fact that she rubbed her belly and all that, but it's actually a two-part thing. 
you have to remember, uh, Charian poured wine for yeah. himself and poured it for her. She wouldn't drink the wine. Even though I'm thinking back in the day, they well, this is not no, real. No, no, she drank a lot. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, do people drink uh, during pregnancy and stuff like that? <laughs> oh, no, that's right. Would they know, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. This is yeah. not real life. But, but that's that the second hint as to the fact that she was pregnant to, to Charian, at least. The belly rub and also not drinking the wine and stuff like that. True. But, yeah. now, now, but now Jamie joining the good guys, quote-unquote, yeah. doesn't it make things too uncomplicated? I mean, it was kind of interesting seeing Jamie have to decide between Cersei and, and the other people. I think it makes it very complicated. Because he's not just abandoning uh, his uh, lover, sister, queen, whatever. He's also abandoning his kid, right? So it, No, no. It's uncomplicated powerful, so. for us, the audience. Because we're watching this and go, okay, now, now for sure we know Jamie's a good guy. We can, mm. we can continue rooting for him again. Yeah, but at the same time, they throw another twist at you. What's uh, Tyrion doing at the, outside the bed of uh, what, Danny yeah, and Yeah, what's up with that? And Johnny. And John. Oh yeah, what was he doing? Like that was that was really weird and creepy. The, the only thing I can think of is that he sees that and he goes, "Ah, oh, this is gonna get even more complicated now." Yeah, no, I didn't get it at first, but I saw some some things online, so I don't, I don't take credit for it. I think he may have made a deal with uh, his sister and stuff like that, because in that scene, which the two of them, he was he. If you take his word for it, he says he doesn't want to destroy the Lannisters. Did we know that he that was his goal before that? So some people are thinking he might have struck a deal with, or Cersei's to save the Lannisters and stuff. He might still be for Danny and her rule and stuff, but there might be some sort of back backdoor deal between her, him, and Cersei. Because at the end of their scene, they don't come to agreement, right? She just acknowledges the fact that he doesn't want to bring down the Lannisters. He, she's pregnant. She, he loves his children. There's a lot of regret, but there's not a scene where they come to agreement. Like, hey, when we go out there, I, I'm gonna say I agree with you and stuff. You know what I mean? So that could be a thing. I think you're thinking more like classic Game of Thrones, and like I said, this last two seasons. Yeah, you got six seasons to have that twist, man. I, I I don't I don't think they're gonna. I I don't see Weiss and Benoff going that direction. Don't see it. Then explain why he's doing outside their, his. Their I bedroom. really think he sees that. He it's goes, not a cut cold video. I know that. I really so. think I really think it's simply the point where Tyrion's gonna look looking at this and go, "Wow, this is gonna get even more complicated than it should be." Sounds like we're gonna make a bet. Yeah. Hmm? Um, I will have to say that I either agree ish or. I read something that um, I think what you were saying, uh, Jamming, was mm-hmm. that, um, oh my god, what's his name? Tyrion. Tyrion. He made a deal with um, Cersei, right? Mm-hmm. About the baby? Right. Yes. Um, no, I don't think he's going to betray um, Danny so much as it is uh, the whole idea that, yes, he probably, the reason why he mentions the pregnancy thing is, yeah, because they want to put a Lannister on the throne to rule Westeros mm-hmm. after Danny has passed. Because like oh, that's he, right, huh? he even confirmed it with um, Danny. He's like, you can't have children, right? That's a good point. Actually, nobody's yeah. confirmed this except Danny. Mm-hmm. And so Danny was like, oh yeah, I can't. But then you know, obviously Jon Snow's like, hey, hey, let's fix that. So maybe you know them copulating their romance. Now Tyrion's like watching because he's like, oh shit, this is gonna put a wrench in the plan that I made with Cersei. Oh, that's good. That's so good that's the idea that I saw that I was like, oh maybe I don't yeah. know. And, that could be a possibility. And the only argument against. This whole Tyrion, uh, um, yeah, Tyrion, uh, with uh, Cersei kind of plan, that would be contingent on the fact that uh, the Lancers keep their word and send their army to join 
the people the fight in the north. But they're right? not exactly. So so if so if Tyrion sees only Jaime show up without an army, doesn't hurt his backdoor deal with uh, uh, Cer- uh, Cersei get canceled out? And once again, so being a, that this is the fan fiction seasons, mm-hmm. I don't see why some off going that complicated with the Tyrion. Well, we have to explain that cuckold scene at some way. It's some not way a cuckold scene at all. I, I think it's a, it's a very simple case I where Tyrion's like, Tyrion's like, oh, it's going that direction now with with with, with Danny and, and John. Uh, it's a cuckold scene. It, then, I don't know. I don't even think you know what cuckold means. Oh, oh, <laughs> don't worry. Hey, where's your wife, by the way? I think, I mean, I think that whole thing of him staring at them. There was more to it than just it. Uh, yeah. Being him going, oh shit, stuff, stuff's gonna happen because it lingered way too long on him for it yeah, to that's be. That's Oh, uh, okay. So I mean, because they do put a lot of thought and time, hopefully, into each of their scenes that they shoot, and even up to the clothes that they wear. Like, like people were mentioning how Daenerys, um, the stuff that she used to wear, always represented her people. But then now that she's making these right. trees and stuff with people, she's her the colors of her clothes are changing to reflect that as right. well. So like the last episode I noticed like her little cape thingy she wore had red on it because she was meeting, you know, the Lannisters and their thing is right. red. So it's kinda like, look, I'm trying to extend a little thing of peace. Can you guys please listen? Blah blah blah. Whatever. Uh-huh. Okay. On on another note, uh Euron. What do you guys feel about Euron I love the season? I, I I wore Euron. I love a good crazy game of throne villain. And he he filled the bill, man. I like it. Yeah, I, I think it's a good balance between like crazy Ramsey and a uh, crazy Joffrey. Mm-hmm. Euron is like insane, but he's yeah. not that insane, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I kind of do somewhat and appreciate that. And he's on a boat, so it's great. I love it. I love it. I wish there was more of him. I think like with Euron, that leads like the only quote unquote. If we're gonna use like RPG terms, uh, the side quest, which is Theon. Theon goes, you know, he finally proves his worth. And he's off to save his sister. So everyone else is focused on fighting the zombies. And Theon, his main mission as of right now is to save his sister. Uh, I'm not sure I like the idea that that's going to be a plot line for season eight. Is Theon versus Euron for Yara. They're going to they're gonna dedicate to that. Because then I feel like if Theon wins that and then he gained control of Flea, mm-hmm. then it feels like if they're going to continue this whole fan service thing, Theon's going to come in with his fleet and either he's going to save the day or he tries to save the day and everyone dies. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't there be treason against Daenerys though? They're supposed to be helping Daenerys and Jon fight, fight the White Walkers. No, because he doesn't have a he doesn't have much backing him up right now. What, what does he have? So know? it's just that one group of people that's gonna I try and save so. Yara. I think it's only a couple boats. That's all he has left from that fleet, right? I think most of it's are like captured or they've sunk and they're dead and stuff. It's not like he's a actually to be honest, he's not he shouldn't have been in this last episode in that meeting and stuff. He doesn't really represent much I- anymore. You know what I mean? No, he doesn't. Yeah, so that's a weird. Yeah, that's not that's from that from that last episode. That's the one thing I would have cut his whole fight and the whole thing about getting, going after Euron. I could have done without it. Speaking of nobody have any really purpose anymore, Varys. Varys is so underutilized this How season. How dare you? He was so Varys. underutilized this season. He Varys told Darren, uh, Tarion to check uh, Daenerys. Yeah, that's that. the only that's, the, one that's the only notable scene in the season. Hey man, the guy shaves his head every season for you, man. What more do you want from him? How dare you? I love him. Well, don't forget now that all these people are in the same playing field, they can't all play the same roles anymore because then it gets repetitive. So you have to yeah. kind of put some people on the sidelines so they're just pretty faces because to stare at now the zombies are coming so it's kind of like yeah all the people who are known to be very manipulative people or who are whispers or who gain secrets they start to become a little i mean they'll still have some purpose i guess but they'll be more sidelined as everyone is focusing towards the invasion yeah yeah speaking of invasion uh gray worm 
it, it was kind of once again another character that's kind of like put aside. He's just there for sure now. Yeah, there's a couple of characters. I think they've reached. Unfortunately, they've reached. They sort of had their purpose done already. You know what I mean? Grey Worm, the translator, even Brianna Tarth, who I love. It's one of my favorite characters. She didn't really get to do much this season too. Even Pod. I love well, all these Bri- characters. Well, Brianna at least had like, like three major. Well, three, two major scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, her fight with Arya. And and her disc- and her conversation with Jamie. That's pretty much yeah. her two uh, major scenes this season. We're talking about like story arcs, changes in the character and stuff like that. Nothing really happened to those characters and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, Except for the guy um, getting late and stuff. But, you know. I think the Brienne and Tormund thing definitely took uh, the season by storm, especially mm-hmm. once <laughs> Tormund was like, "Oh, I want to make monster children yeah. with her." Everyone, I mean, at least on the social media thing, it seems like a lot more people are just rooting for them now. Yeah. So that really, really fulfills the fan fiction thing. Uh, and yeah. I do hope it works out somehow. They probably die in each other's arms. I don't know. I just assume everyone's gonna die at the end. Yeah. So so much for the whole like Jamie and and Brienne thing now. Oh yeah. Somebody uh, mentioned Jamie. Oh no, no. Uh, Brienne is basically like she should just make. A, they should make a spinoff show called The Bachelorette, but with Brienne because <laughs> now she has Jamie, she has Torment, and maybe people are like, oh my god, is she in the Hound maybe because wow. like they were both mm-hmm. basically the parents that were like. Ah, uh, yes, our child has turned into this murder baby. This is great. Yeah, that's another, uh, particularly that scene. That reminds me, it's, I, I love the scenes where the, what do you call it? The two characters that haven't met for years and stuff like that, they meet, they share a moment and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's, to me, it's just, it's wonderful. You know what I mean? Because it's, they've lived so much life in between the meetings and stuff like that. And the acting's so well done. It's really fantastic. It's really good. You know? Uh, speaking of love triangles, uh, John, Daenerys, and oh, Jorah. And Jorah. <laughs> uh, to be fair, that's that's not really a love triangle because nobody loves Jorah. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. How dare you? Jorah always gets shafted. No, I mean, yeah. yeah, the audience loves him, but Daenerys doesn't feel anything nope. for him. Uh, John doesn't feel anything for him. So yeah. it's just him going, "Hello." Hello, excuse me, I'm still here. And it's like, yeah, well. But Literally, I'm still here after 10 seasons, that's 10 my, years. That, that's, my, that's, that's my problem, though. Because yeah. if you look at the way that it's, the scenes are edited, you clearly see Jorah have like reactions to John and, and Danny. It's like, it's like, okay, guys, if you're not going to go with anything with the love triangle, don't bother showing that. Like, come Did, on. The thing I didn't like about Jorah is only because the grayscale thing was kind of resolved rather quickly. Without <laughs> rather real, quickly. Yeah, without <laughs> any consequence. You know what I mean? If you, got, if you give a guy like, you know, a life-threatening, debilitating kind of disease, just... And the res- resolution is kind of like, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to cut it off. Yeah. And there's no consequences. No, nothing was sacrificed to earn that, that heal, basically. It's, it was kind of pointless then, you know? So that's the only thing I, I had about Jura. I, I love, I love, I love Jura though. I love that character and stuff like that. Well, I mean, Sam, there was a, there was a sacrifice. Sam had to leave the, the city. He didn't though. leave after he he wasn't kicked out or anything. Oh, like that. fair enough. That's he, true he too. chose to leave and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. He can always go back, and he also stole a bunch of books to read on yeah. the way. Yeah, was- and oh yeah, there's this thing I've been seeing about him and Gilly, where like the ha- the thing was like, oh, when your boy, when you discover the biggest kept secret in Westeros, and your boyfriend takes credit mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, <laughs> he took all the credit. What a dick move. Yeah, he I did literally know. say, you know, when I translated that uh, <laughs> book, like I found out that they were yeah, actually I was a like, book. Gilly. She was learning to read from that book, and she told you. And then when she told you the first time, you weren't even listening to her. I know. Just like, meh, 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 me, me, me. Yeah, he didn't recognize it. He all, it's like, oh, what a dick, man. It's yeah. like, 
Gilly had to learn how to raise raise a baby at the same time. Hold on, hold down a job, and he he, he couldn't give her uh, the credit. It's like, come on, what a dick move. Yeah, it's it's either his his memory is like a still trap where everything he hears he remembers. Yeah. But you're right, he dismissed the information yeah. when Gilly was saying oh. it. So how come suddenly he goes, yeah. oh wait, I know about that. Yeah. Come on, he's come a on. James Cameron of this universe. You know what I'm saying? Just like you know, taking credit everywhere <laughs> he goes. Yeah, holy cow. Jeez. Okay. Uh, what, 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 what else we got? What, what else to talk about? Oh, the battle sequences. Okay. So, what is your favorite battle sequence uh, this season? I think I think everybody has the same answer. I'm guessing, right? Uh, the what? loot train. The loot train sequence. Yeah. Loot oh train. no. No. Okay. For me, no, I guess okay. Ming, Loot train for sure. Even though the, even though the name sounds crappy, mm-hmm. the loot train, uh, the loot train attack or whatever. It's I like the loot train. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for me that I didn't understand. I mean, I get okay. I understand why it was such a big scene, but then when it happened, I was I don't think as moved as everybody else was, or like holy shit! I was just like, that's it. That was whatever. And it just kind of finished, and then until later on when I was reading people's reactions to it, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that was such a big thing. But it felt very whatever to me because it was like I guess we all saw it coming, and it's Daenerys. It was a very one-sided battle, so I was like, yeah, whatever. No, but the, the, but that's also part of it too. Is you didn't really know who you were rooting for. You don't want Jamie to die, and you yes, definitely don't want yeah. Daenerys to die. So it, it, it was a good guy versus good guy kind of situation, in a sense. So that, that's what made that scene exciting. It, yeah. it wasn't one-sided in terms of like who you're rooting for. Because the second possibility is the uh, ice dragon oh, thing. And that's stupid, stupid scene. And also, in that case, you obviously are rooting for the dragon, and you obviously are not rooting for the White Walkers. You know what I mean? And also, just going back to the loot train, that loot train scene affects Jamie for the rest of the show. It's like him surviving, uh, you know, atomic blast. That affects and informs the character for the rest of the show. And then he's, from that point forward, he's like, you know, we're no match for this, man. We're no match for this, you know what I mean? So he's seen stuff. It's changed him and stuff like that. Plus, he also realized that he can escape things really easily, apparently. And also, uh, (laughs) when you drown in a river, all your metal, all your armor doesn't weigh you down. Yeah, how did did Braun lift him up? Braun must be extremely strong to do that. Yeah, he's not lifting only up himself. He's lifting Jamie with his golden hand. And all underwater and miles and miles of of an ocean. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it was weird. Um, for me, I think it was more um, when Daenerys saves the seven samurai from the Night King. But I know it's like very, oh, you know who to root for. Obviously, you're rooting for Daenerys and Jon and them. But it's because they're going against the Night King, whom we don't know much about. So that's why I was like, this is amazing and fantastic to watch her actually use her dragons against like the thing that it's been building up to. But at the same time, we're terrified because we're like, she has an equal chance of losing her, like her and her dragons, which we see because she, when you know, she loses her dragon, mm-hmm. um, and then so that's why for me that was more like, oh my god, oh my god, this is amazing. Oh, this is terrible. She's gonna die. Ah! Whereas, yes, I understand. Like everybody likes Jamie as well, but I'm like, well, he's part of a Lannister. Come on, we can all agree that Lannisters suck. Nobody's well, the, actually rooting for them to win. The, the, the best scene in the the Ice Lake sequence is when Viserion died. Yes. Okay, because that, that's probably the best sequence. However, as people have pointed out, uh, Tormund seemed more in shock that 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 Viserion died than Daenerys did. Mm-hmm. Her reaction was so blah in that in that sequence. I'm like, shouldn't you be like either crying or yelling or something? Oh. Like, give us a better reaction. Really? Than what well, she did. I thought she had a good reaction. Think, She's just in shock. Oh, when you have, yeah, I, I, just because she's not reacting like mm-hmm. a teenage boy screaming um, no. in Death Note doesn't mean that she <laughs> is wow. not. I know the reference to that. You know. <laughs> Like no. she, she's just 
she's because right now she her mission was to save them and her dragon got taken down her screaming and crying isn't going to help any situation yeah. so she's like i need to focus okay i just lost my dragon i will cry about it later and yeah. you know you kind of see that like when she's talking to john mm-hmm. i mean even though she's not teary-eyed but it's like she's she's very strong crying isn't going to solve anything also, also the actor who oh. plays torment he's much more expressive that's always his thing he has crazy expressive eyes so you can't it's it might be unfair to compare both actors yeah. and be like oh He's more expressive, therefore he totally is emoting. Yeah. I never doubted that she was. She, I mean, I always believed she was shaken up and she was upset by the loss of Viserion. So her not like as just been saying crying and like, going hysterical wasn't like a sign that she wasn't grieving. Yeah. She was grieving. Yeah. It's just also, different. It's all that's internal. That's not really what Daenerys does. Yeah. She doesn't cry. It's like saying Arya crying and screaming her head. Like we wouldn't expect that from Arya, you know. So it's like. Nah, I don't really see that. Are, are, we, are we forgetting season two, Daenerys? Where's my dragons? Yeah. Where's my dragons? Yeah, but the thing is, those yeah, dragons. Season two. We're in season seven. Yeah, and the thing is, those <laughs> yeah, she's dragons. Grown. Yeah, and those dragons are like, those were like small little dragons. These dragons are not like size of airplanes now, so she must have been shocked that something she thought was kind of invincible that was in the air gets shot down like that. And also, you know. She's also seeing the White Walkers for the first time, so she's he's processing a lot uh-huh. of information, and she didn't. And she probably has no idea how the dragon came down. Anyway, uh, did she see a white javelin that got thrown in there by some white king? She had no idea what's going on. So I think that reaction was kind of perfect and stuff. It's not she didn't go for the obvious choice of going no, no, oh, my baby dragon, you know. And also the dragon was named after her brother, who she hates. So don't forget about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> see, I was I was just gonna point out who is this and it is that dragon that died. Seriously. But that is the number one death, though. That dragon, when that dragon went yeah. down, I was, I, I was more upset about, about, about that than anything else. And the other thing I didn't like about, uh, the, the one of the things I didn't like about this scene is, like, they double dipped with the last second rescue. Okay, I, I'll give you Danny, fine, you do a last minute rescue. But then you have the uncle with the last minute rescue and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's like you double dipping. Where did he come from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that was pretty stupid. Uh, yeah. Where would he come from? Was he just waiting for the shit to happen? And yes, then it's yeah. like the whole Titanic thing again. Yeah. You both can steal that horse, and it's not like the horse needs to run at top speed away from these zombies. Just f- fast enough to get out of reach, and then you can take its time going back to the wall. But it's like, why did you have to die? And this <laughs> and is the same rescue you... he did with Bron. Bran? Bran or Bron? Brand. Brand. Brand, yeah. It's like, does he just sit out there in the in the up north He's with a, just waiting? Yeah, just waiting for nephews to come along to rescue and stuff. He has that yep. fireball constantly ro- uh, ready. You know what I mean? Yep. Just twirling over his head. Hey, right? Yeah. Is there a, a nephew here? Is one of my nephews here? It's like, come on. It's like you're doing the I same thing. I think he death. has like a GPS for his nephew. I know, right? And when one appears on his map, he goes, oh, gotta go. Okay, there's hey, one. And okay, good. Hey, you know what? Bad. I'm not gonna rescue them while, you know, I only rescue them right when they're in the, in the life and death situation. You know what I mean? Not before, not, you know what I mean? Not when it's kind of like they're, you know, let's see how this battle turns out. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean? so where was he? Okay, when, yeah. when, they, when they were sitting in the, in, the, in the center for, I guess, presumably days. Yeah. Was he just out in the distance going like, do, 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 do. No, no, not yet, guys. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Now's not my time. Now's not my time. It's like, come on, man. I love Game of Thrones. I, I love all that stuff, but I don't think you double dip with the last minute rescues, man. It's like, come on, man. Plus, I mean, plus John got out and quiz dead enough. His sword is sitting right there waiting for him. Oh, right where I left it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Am I right, guys? I, I don't know. Uh, what, else, what else was there? Gendry, I don't know if anyone cares about him. Yeah. Gendry, yeah. I, I thought it was nice fan service that this is how they brought him back, and he they brought him back as a capable person. Yeah, you know, so there's the that too. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, yeah, fan service. I, mean, I like the fact he didn't lie to John. Like I appreciated that. So mm-hmm. that was there's that too. You know, uh, I did like the dead polar bear. 
I, I like that zombie to- polar bear. I, obviously, I love the zombie dragon with the wall. I love all that stuff. Uh, what do you call it? Another disappointing thing about that episode with the ice dragon and stuff. I thought more people would die. I really did think more people would die in that expedition besides uh, Th- yeah, we, Thanos. Besides the red shirts? Yeah, all the red shirts died and stuff like that. But. Yeah. Yeah. And also, we, we didn't see Tormund die. Although it's We know like, he didn't die because he was on the part of the wall that didn't collapse. Uh, like the men okay. behind him we see collapsing. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my god, where's Tormund? But it's like, we all saw. He's standing on the top of the wall like going, yeah. oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, as he watches hordes of zombies just pass below him. I yeah. mean, we didn't see him do all that, but we know he's up there. Yeah, I'm thinking Tormund and the other guy uh, see something. Uh, Beric. Oh, oh, Beric, I'm sorry, Beric. Uh, I, I'm thinking Beric, they're both alive. Yeah, yeah they're both alive. alive. They're yeah. not going to kill them off screen. They're not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta save them for the last season. Yeah, I really did think in, overall. I thought more characters would die. I thought the movie, the the story, would be a little bit further along. I thought they'd wrap up the Lancer story by now, but I was wrong. Right. Yeah, same here. I, I thought it was gonna be wrap up Lancer this season and then White Walkers next season. But I guess they went this direction. It's fine because the, the the one scene at the uh, the dragon, uh, whatever that thing is called, dragon the, pit, the dragon, dragon pit. pit. Yeah. That, that's 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 amazing you know you finally got all these actors who always been separated the whole series all in one area and that was that was a nice fan service moment where it built up into this moment where yeah you you see all these people together mm-hmm. i like that oh speaking of fans it went even harder fan service when when uh the hound had to step up and go straight to the mountain and be like hey I know it's you, and he's like, I got some shit with you. I thought that yeah. part was so stupid. I was like, I was oh, like okay. um, what is happening? This is it's a little too much. It, it was just like when all the seven men were behind the wall and then or beyond the wall, and then when they're all like, "Hey, bro, what's up? How you doing? Oh, hey, how, you know, they all had their little stupid moments, and this was the exact same thing. So some of them you're like, okay, cool, but other ones you're like, this is. Uh, Fan service. It, yeah. it almost seemed like the writers were just trying to remind people. By the way, they're brothers and they hate each other. Here's the hint. Yeah. Yeah. They're like rehashing all the uh, beef any of them had with anyone. And you're just like, ah. You, okay. you know, the, the one exchange I didn't really see is uh, Varys and Cersei. I didn't see any exchange between her going like, hey, you betrayed me and, and all that stuff. They didn't really see that. It wasn't there. There, there was enough of um, the fan services. They didn't want to have more. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I and, guess. And to be fair, Cersei didn't really talk to anybody because she came after everyone and then they, everyone just stared at her because I think everybody else was like, we're all trying to kill her. There she goes. Yeah, but there wasn't even a one-second beat where you see Varys' reaction to seeing Cersei. You know, there wasn't even that. The least they could do. Would you really have wanted that beat? It's just one second. Yeah. They, they, they were doing it with everybody else. Yeah, I know, and it's all wasted. It was just garbage. <laughs> like, no, no, no I, 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 I like that. I mean, like I said, Brienne hasn't seen Jamie in a while, mm-hmm. so they had to have that beat. Abron hasn't seen Tyrion in a while. Well, that's not true because they saw them in the two episodes ago. But uh, but yet the, the show seems to have forgotten that. Did they? Yeah, yeah. Bron was the one who got Tyrion to see Jamie. I mean, Jamie to see Tyrion mm-hmm. in the oh, Dragon yeah, Pit. Oh yeah, right. But then in this episode, they make it seem like they haven't seen each other for ages. You know, like wait a oh. minute, they just yeah. saw each other like two episodes ago or whatever. But they do well, kind they, of acknowledge it. This is a like show that. of teleportation where a lot of time passes between mm-hmm. travel. We don't know how much time has passed. Maybe <laughs> some time has. Maybe it's been a year. Who knows? Maybe it's oh, been a year. Does anyone care about the love story between the only two people of color on the show? Oh yeah, <laughs> great Grey Worm and uh, Melisande. Melisande, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the purpose have kind of already diminished to just being background yeah, characters. Kind of, yeah, background. You know, up. although I did, I did, I do kind of like the fact that um, uh, what's his face, 
Mm-hmm. The, one, the one that's talking to Misende. Trying try to be friendly with Misende. Oh, what's his name? Oh, the onion. The Davos, onion Davos. Davos. Yeah, Davos. Yeah, Davos. Davos. I kind of like the Davos was trying to be friendly with Masende. Kind of like, kind of like, hey, we're we're oh, we're okay. Hey, we're friends. You know, yeah, kind of thing. I love Davos, man. Davos yeah. is just the best, man. Does that scene where he tells the two younger kids, "Hey, man, don't listen to me, man. Hey, I'm just a guy who's lived to ripe old age. Why, 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 why listen to me, man? Why, why listen to me? Don't yeah. listen to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the part where where you know Daenerys is like. I'm this and this and this, and he steps up and oh, he's right. like, "Do you know who you're speaking to?" Ah, and I've seen the, those like memes and posts. We were like, yeah. "Man, get yourself a man who speaks of you, like Davos does of John." <laughs> yeah, he's just the best. I love Davos, man. He just, Davos, he was, he just he's just he's just the best. He has a great delivery, has a great attitude, and stuff like that. It's just it's just fantastic. Yeah, I, I kind of hope that he actually does not get killed off. I know we're all assuming everybody's yeah. gonna die, but I really hope Davos actually lives through this. I do too. He deserves to live through this. Which means he probably, he probably will, will die. <laughs> because no. you actually have attachment to him. No, that's what I mean though. I mean, Davos, yeah. Uh, this is, once again, this is a Wise and Benhoff production. I, I think they're more than willing to let some person, you know, yeah. some people like live. As when opposed Tormat to fell into Martin. that lake, I almost threw my yeah. shit at the TV, man. I was like, what the hell is going on? You're not killing Tormat? See, if this was George R. R. Martin, Tormat would have been dead right yeah. there and then. Come on. Yep. So, honestly, of this course, because one- they already... Builds up his uh, romance with Brienne, and then there's like, oh, now we're gonna kill him. Psych. I want to. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I think this is the best show of side characters ever, right? I think the Simpsons Ensemble the, cast. Yeah, I mean, no, no. Aside from them, if you take the main characters out, the Lancers and the Starks and stuff like that, and and you're just looking at just judging the the side characters, the sidekicks and stuff like that. I think it's this show and then uh, the Simpsons, right? I think are the two best. Cause I love I love Brianna, uh, Brianna. I love Pod. I love all. I love Davos and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. I right. love the Hound this year. He was fantastic this year. Him trying mm-hmm. to kind of recreate, make something beautiful in this world before he goes. But at the same time, he's not taking shit from anybody regarding this. He doesn't care about the Lord of Light or anything like that. I love all these side characters actually more than probably the Lannisters and Starks and stuff like that. I, I love it. No, I agree. I agree. Because yeah. I mean, for 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 the most part, you you root for those characters. The Lannisters are just bad people. I mean. Yeah. I mean, Jamie, as much as we like Jamie to be a hero, he's done a lot of horrible things. He's done horrible so, things, so, man. So he's banging his sister for, for horrible reasons, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so predictions. Predictions on how season eight is going to go. Uh, I, I think we're going to learn the true identity of the Night King, and it's going to be a shocker. Like, Yeah. The true identity? It's Stark! Didn't I hear some crazy... Here are the crazy theories. I so Ned Stark... I, I don't think it's Ned Stark. Uh, I think it's I heard he's a Targaryen, so he's related to all of this. Right. Yeah, and yeah, the craziest true. theory, which I, is Bran. that he is Bran. It's Bran, yeah. <laughs> it's not. Are we forgetting that there was, oh, like... Are we forgetting the, the whole vision thing? Oh, yeah, but yeah. then we just assumed he had that same power as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Huh? Or could be. We all agree that the Night King has some sort of vision, some sort of yes. foresight, right? Yes. Okay, good. Right. Yes. Um. There was a flashback sequence. I don't know what season it was, mm-hmm. where they showed the the three folk, or whatever they're called, uh, yeah. the children of the forest, or yeah, whatever. Of the forest. Create the Night King. Right. Okay. Yes. You saw what he looked like as a human. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Ned Stark. It wasn't Bran Stark. Mm-hmm. It wasn't any of that. It was just a guy that we that never could seen be before. Bran in his forties. I was a guy in his forties. So <laughs> Bran is still in his like late teens. Time now. travel. Yeah. 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 He could time travel maybe and do shit. So how, not gonna how, rule that out. how does he become the Night King and then be, ends up becoming the old man in the tree? I think you know. And uh, no, 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 not <laughs> not the way you're. The, not the way these theories are going. <laughs> I think you know. 
That's all I will leave it at. It's just open ended stuff like that. I think I do. I do think they will reveal it obviously, and there will be some sort of twist. Nah, there's, gonna, there's gonna be one episode dedicated to the Night King's flashback. I think there's gonna be a lot of flashbacks. Oh, sure. Yeah, next year. I think there's gonna be. A, they'll explain the Night King. Also, they'll explain the, the love story between uh, Lillian, uh, Lillian Stark and Rhaegar. yeah, uh, Rhaegar and right. Lyanna. Yeah, I think they'll do a little bit of that, and I, uh, uh, I think they'll kill Rhaegar. They'll kill uh, Cersei Lannister. Yeah, that's my prediction. Well, it's the last season. I yeah, mean. so she goes down. I think he goes down. This, oh, uh, before she has before she uh, has a kid, though. Yeah, this isn't once upon a time where where they're going to make Cersei good suddenly. Yeah, you know they have to kill oh, her. Yeah. Off. She goes There's down. No the way. There's no way. What do you guys think about Cersei being pregnant, though? I mean, because they also said in the prophecy she was only supposed to have three kids, so yeah. her being pregnant could just be fake, right? But if she dies before, before she, having, yeah, yeah, before she had the kid, oh, yeah. then she never okay. had the kid. Yeah. I think that's what happens. She dies before yeah. she has a kid. And, and, and the fact that Danny keeps saying, I can't have kids, I can't have kids, clearly she's going to have a kid. <laughs> you right. know, it's, it's, and that's the, the way the story's going to go. But my prediction on the da- John, Danny and John, I know it's supposed to be a bittersweet ending. So my guess is John takes the throne, he becomes the uh, ruler of the Seven Kingdoms, and Danny ends up going back to Essos. That's my guess. I think that's- she. Oh. Oh, that's very nice of you to say, think that they're all going to survive. I know. <laughs> not, not all of them. I'm, yeah, I just keep thinking someone's going to die or everyone's going to die. I think she, I think she dies. He ascends to Rome, his throne, but he ab- abdicates the ro- uh, throne in her memory and stuff like that. Because, you know, she wanted a democracy. She wanted a, a, a kingdom for the people. So I'm going to bow down. We're going to do, do the nice watch sort of thing. Everybody votes. Democracy for all. Oh, you mean they're going for that, that breaking the wheel thing about? Yeah. Well, keeps, she keeps mentioning this wheel and wants it to stop spinning and wants it to break it. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I think that's not, that's not a bad idea. Like, mm-hmm. the whole the whole name of the series is Game of Thrones, and the last thing that happens is the thrones break. Uh, the, the throne dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, I can see that. Yeah, Sure, sure, sure. And who kills the Night King, though? Oh, then I, I'm thinking it, it has to be John. It has to be either a combination of John and Daenerys or or just John. Because John is the, prophesi- the prophesied... Uh, a kid or prince or whatever, right? Who, who kills an ice dragon? Well, it's gonna have to be Daenerys. <laughs> the two other dragons. The two yeah. other dragons. They're gonna have a showdown. Be like, brother, we must end your pain. They suddenly talk. They suddenly talk. Daenerys becomes a dragon <laughs> yeah. and she kills him and goes, "I'm the only one who can kill my yeah. children." Yeah, and he transforms, and then the show will just go off the handle and just be. And will the will the Dothraki's do anything interesting next year? Because all they did this year was just sit around and scowl. Yeah, they were just and, the army. That it's, no, it's, yeah. no, they and, they stood on their horses. Okay, that was pretty. Was the, the stunt people who did that that's amazing stuff. Huge props. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I'm saying, will they have any lines, any stories? No, no, not really. Oh, no. The Rocky and then the solid of color. Yeah, yeah. To the background. Yeah, in the background. <laughs> um, how 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 do you think how do you think they're gonna uh, reveal that that John? Is a Targaryen to Daenerys? Are they are, are they literally going to put him on fire? Oh, yes, that's honestly. No, I, they're gonna they're gonna um, they're gonna do it. T- Tyrion's gonna tell them while they're having sex again. He's just gonna bust it and go. He's a Targaryen. Yeah. <laughs> and they're gonna go. Ah! And then Bran and Sam's gonna be right behind him, like, oh no, but, gonna, oh no, she did it. But that's what I mean, though. I mean, like, like Daenerys are gonna completely buy that. Unless yeah. there's proof, and the only proof I can think of is if they yeah. burn uh, John. I thought during the Ice Lake battle, I thought that's what they're going. To, I thought they were going to just reveal at that point. I thought the other dragon, yeah. the third dragon, was to go down and grab him and stuff. I show the connection between the two. I thought that's what they're going to do, but 
It, it's something to do with, with ours. It's going to be fire. He's going to be somehow either accidentally or thrown into fire. And he'll survive. Um, yeah, I'm actually surprised that they haven't like guessed it just by the fact that he was able to pet the uh, Drogon, remember? Right. And like I thought the whole thing was that nobody has ever really been able to approach these dragons without Daenerys' permission or whatever. So it's like, how come he was able to do it? And then, yeah, I think like what uh, Jarming just said right now, it was going to be some fight where there's going to be a huge fire maybe, and then he's going to fall into it, and then they're going to be like, oh, we lost John, and then he's going to walk out naked and be like, oh, shit, ha, ha, ha. They can't make it simple, because... Right now, where they are, they're on a boat to Winterfell or something like that. It can't just be as simple as them walking through the door and the two characters I do know, Bran and, and uh, uh, what's his name, his friend, um, Sam. Oh, Sam. Goes, hey, hey, by the way, FYI, you're a Tar- Targaryen. Yeah, although, considering <laughs> that this is Bran we're talking about, uh-huh. you know, John goes, Bran, and then he goes, you're a Targaryen. No Targaryen. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might do that, and yeah. then they won't believe Bran. But then yeah. also... um. Because they are on the ships, and we know you're on, on ships, and teleportation is possible. Mm-hmm. So he might arrive and intercept them while, with the Gold's army, or whatever the hell they're called. And oh, then yeah. they'll have a huge battle, and then fire blows everywhere. Ah, oh, John's lost! Oh, yeah. he's not! Yeah, they really can't kill off John anymore, because they built two seasons based on the fact that he died, or, or did he not yeah, die? Yeah, that's the other problem I have with that. So they can't legacy. kill can't John tra- anymore. Stop teasing us with killing John. You're not, you're not going to kill him. Stop it. You, yeah. Stop. You're not, you're not Stop. And did you see that pic? This is on the Twitter. There was a picture of J- George R. R. Martin as a high school in his high school yearbook, right next to Kit Harrington. They, they're identical. He wrote himself. He wrote so weird. He wrote himself as the hero of the story, as you should. You know what I mean? But you know, he's the hero of the story. It's George. It's you know. It's come on. So you're saying George R. R. Martin was part of the casting? Yes. He's like he's like that guy, Kit Harrington guy. Choose him. Yeah. Are you sure you want him? Yeah. Yes, I want that guy. <laughs> yeah, the guy who plays Rob is a much better actor. He's much more nuanced and stuff like that. He's taller. You sure you don't want uh, Kit Harrington? No, Kit Harrington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make sure he grows his hair so out saying, long. Wait, you're saying George R. R. Martin used to look like Kit Harrington? He looks exactly like. Yeah, Kit. you should look at the pictures when yeah. with George R. R. With so, George R. R. Martin. so. So Kit Harrington is going to end up looking like a giant troll in the future? Well, if he gains yeah. weight and a lot of stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is, this is depressing. Wow, George R. R. Martin was a handsome little guy, huh? No, no. Mm. It, it's more of a case where... where he sees himself. The, the way George R. R. Martin had his hair and he had the glasses, he had the little like like stubble beard kind of thing going, and then you compare it to uh-huh. Kit, Kit Harrington, they look very similar to each other. That's kind of flattering to say, though, isn't it? Because isn't Ken Harrington supposed to be a very handsome young man? Yes. He's a good-looking dude. Yes. Also- yeah, see? Like, even... Where the wildlings, isn't that their thing? That they're always like, man, you're a really pretty boy. Hmm, I wanted some of that. And he's like, no thanks. <laughs> I just I just text you that uh, tweet. You can ch- check it out later. You can see- oh, okay, I will. Yeah. Oh, um... I don't know if you guys were talking about how Bran, even though he has this infinite vision, he doesn't know who's at the door. Or like, <laughs> yeah. why, did, why did he not figure out that he's Aegon Because Ter- he himself was like, no, his name's John Sand. I was like, where'd then, you get that? And, and then, and then, you know, Sam's like, uh, what? No, no here that his. The, the worst writing there is that the line that John that okay the, the way the way go, the way it went, Brand goes, I see everything, and then he goes like, uh, where have yeah. you been, Sam, or or something like that, right? It was something yeah. like, well, you see everything, you should know the answer to that question. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's, okay, you know, yeah. I always thought he could see the future, but now I'm like, oh no, he only sees the past and the present. Good, mm-hmm. he's not an all-seeing eye. But it's like, yeah, you just said yourself all the stuff that you know and can see, and yet you just refuted yourself. 
Yeah, it's also like you're a detective and you have like videotape of a, a crime, but you stop around like the two minute mark, and the other detective comes in and says, "Hey, why don't you keep watching that tape? See what else happens after that two minute mark." <laughs> and then he he goes back and oh, oh oh wait, you know what? Yeah, yeah, the marriage is yeah, they got really married. It's it's real. Yeah, he just read the he just read the article title and didn't yeah. read the actual article. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'll just I'll just share that. Yeah, it's like hey buddy, you with the vision and stuff. Why don't you go in? Just take a look at the rest of the tape, man. See this, see what else you can dig up. Don't wait for the guy who traveled like six thousand miles. On uh, 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 you know, over, you know, over uh, what call it, Winterfell and stuff to to, to, to to prompt you and stuff. It's I don't know. Exactly, don't know. exactly. Yeah. Okay. And I had it, a question. I had a question at the uh, beginning of the season because this is where we were unclear about the traveling thing. So when oh. we saw Grey Worm and the Unsullied, I thought the last time we saw that that they were trapped on Castle Rock because of Euron's forces. Right. And the next thing we and this season they're back. Right, right in front of King's Landing, the outskirts of King Land, King's Landing, and so Josephine and I were asking, "Okay, how do I they actually get answer that myself once I verbally asked it again? Mm-hmm. Because since they were all trying to meet for the Dragon Pit, like they probably retracted all their forces and were like, hey, you're on, back off, let the Unsullied travel over to King's Landing, and then Euron also had to leave because that's how he showed up as well. Right." I mean, I was very, very confused, too. I was like, weren't you all stuck on Castaway Rock? Why is everybody here all they, of a sudden? They, they weren't. Okay, it isn't that they were stuck at Castaway Rock. Castaway Rock was on the opposite side of where everybody else is. Yeah. So the whole plan was that, uh, the Lannister's plan was that they were going to put all these armies on the other side of the planet, practically. So it'll take them a while to get to where they need to be. Right. That, that's the reason why we haven't seen them for episodes, because... They were still traveling to to wherever they needed to go. Yeah, it's just like I think they just destroyed the mode of transportation. Like the fastest way of moving anywhere is on boats, but they destroyed that, so they're moving on land, I guess. So Although, yeah. to be fair, the, uh, the 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 distance from the Dragonstone to Eastwatch and the distance from Dragonstone to Castle Rock are not that much different. Yeah, and also <laughs> I I mentioned this in private conversation. I don't mind some of the, the I don't mind most of the time skipping in in, in the seasons stuff like that because like I said, we've had seasons like the, of them just walking. And stuff like that. So, I get it. I know what the show is like when they walk. So, this version of the show where it's kind of like, you know, West bang, bang, bang. It's, it's fine. The only problem I did have as far as this time travel, whatever, fast forward kind of thing, is in this last episode. So, they had the meeting at the Dragon Slayer, right? But it seems like the recap, the follow-up meeting with their internal people and stuff was back at, uh, was back at the, uh, the castle castle right dragonstone yeah grab dragonstone right that seemed kind of weird it's like you leave that meeting and you don't talk to each other for like five six months i mean five six weeks you know <laughs> to travel you know hey hey what do you think of the meeting no, no no let's save it let's wait till we get back to the castle and then we'll talk about the meeting you you're, know, you're also forgetting the fact that that dragonstone is closer to king's landing mm-hmm. than winterfell is but brianne got to winter to king's landing before the dragonstone people did mm-hmm. oh, well <laughs> well, she's a fast lady. She hauls ass. Yeah, she was traveling. She was traveling lightly. She didn't have yeah, two no. armies that she was trying to bring over, and uh, she did leave earlier. Yeah, you know, as uh, Sansa said, she was like, "Hey, if you leave now, yeah. you'll get there faster." And she wasn't uh, delayed by uh, the worst uh, by the storm of the century. Oh wait, she was by the storm of the century up north. Anyway. Well, my issue once again is that the time travel is one thing and whatnot, mm-hmm. but there are some logical flaws in some of the episodes that just didn't ring true to me. It's a, that, that was my biggest problem with the season. For example. You mean Gendry being the Flash? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. 
Actually, you ran no, for like, I, I, I don't have I don't have too much of an issue with that. Even though there's absolutely no reason why they would believe you're the fastest of all. How did you know that? So he's <laughs> I know, right? You guys so racing? No, because he's, the, he's, he's the youngest. Fast. That's the reason because he's the youngest. And did you see him without his shirt, man? Holy crap! Yeah, he's the fastest man. I don't know. And I think that's a I, I I I picked this up online later on, but I think that's an homage to that ancient uh, story. Uh, it's why they, it's how they named uh, marathons. Remember the guy who wrote uh, who ran like twenty six miles. That's an homage to like you know that that whole story. If uh, if the if the White Walkers can't swim, how are they able to get the chains and pull out uh, Viserion? They can't swim, but they can dive. Oh. Um, they, they can dive and yeah. then they stand on top of each other's shoulders yeah. and then oh they're that smart okay I see I got gotcha. you yeah, exactly. there is a huge army of whites now yeah. that lake if like, all it, we're if, mermaids if all it took was for them to like to, to prevent the, the whites from attacking them while they were in the middle of the ice lake why did they just keep poking holes around them and just keep it that way until, until they get rescued yeah, but who's going to volunteer to go out there to put? I don't know the guys with flaming swords. And yeah, people mentioned that online. Like, hey, he had the flaming swords. Why can't he just keep continuing melting the ice? It's not a flamethrower. It's just a, it's just a sword of fire on it. Still, you guys said that they were there yeah. for several days. I'm sure yeah. they can just go poke, 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 poke. Yeah. Also, like I said, it's to me that's not a big deal. It's uh, it's not a big deal. Uh, it, see, the old shows wouldn't, the old seasons would not have done that. Yeah, it, things but, made sense. But the thing is, the old shows still exist. You can go back and watch them. And so it's, it's like, part it's of the a, same show. Yeah. But see, like I said, you have a version of that show where things move at a methodical pace. This one's like, hey, come on, old man, let's go. Let's pick no, up no, the like I said, not, not the pacing. I'm talking about I'm talking about the logic and some of the actions they're come doing. I, I, I already explained Littlefinger. Like his plan does not make sense because Littlefinger would not be that stupid. Yeah. I don't mind it. That I don't mind. Yeah. It kind, it kind of ruined... Game of Thrones a little bit for me because it's like uh, I I mean even the past season I've had issues with it but this season I've had a lot of issues uh, like I said the highs are still the highs and I kind of like that stuff but mm-hmm. but at the mean, same time it definitely did not feel like a George R. R. Martin production because it's not yay because it's not yeah and it, it, it also goes to show that when Weiss and Benoff said we are not spoiling the last books we're really not spoiling the last book because we're on our own here. George R. R. Martin. The only thing we know from George R. R. Martin is the fact that 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 John is is Aegon Targaryen, and that's all we know, and that's pretty yeah. much it. And on Hodor, yeah. So there's that. I still give this. I a mean, se- sorry. Uh, I was gonna say maybe like Full Metal Alchemist, they kind of went off of their own way, and once George R. R. Martin actually makes his or writes his <laughs> final book, then it's like, oh, we're gonna remake this whole show, yeah. guys. Ha, have- ha, ha, ha. We're going to have their own version of Brotherhood. Yeah, you're right. I think that's a very good comparison because Full Metal Alchemist did do that. They they weren't sure where the where the story was going, so they made it up, and then and then uh, and then the real one came out afterwards. And much it's much better, much better, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, I I really think that I, I'm kind of curious to see what George R. R. Martin's reactions are to this to this season because he's either laughing up a storm, like laughing at the directions they went, or or he's having fun going like, oh yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. Oh, I want more nudity, man. I want more incest. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure man. that's one of the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to kill more people, man. Come on, exactly. man. He's, okay, I think it's fine. I think it's a. I think this season, if I give it a score, I give it a B plus. Oh. It's fine. Go ahead. Final also, thoughts. Uh, George R. R. Martin did make a statement saying that how it's going to be very different is that there are, he said there are at least 20 characters that have died on a TV show that are still alive and will be alive for his books. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Hmm, 20 yeah. is a big but difference. Then, but yeah, but that part doesn't make sense to me only because it's like I thought George R. R. Martin gave them the biggest plot points. So it's like, why would you not tell them who dies and who lives? You Maybe know? it's just it, it all ends the same, but just different. So it's like, oh, yeah. it's, you know, the people that are di- dead in the TV show, some of them will still be alive in the finale of the books, 
which will probably come out by 2030 yeah. uh, at <laughs> this rate. So, uh, so yeah, th- there'll be a few characters that will still be alive. Maybe Littlefinger will still alive. Who knows? Or maybe that's, like, him trying to be, like, J.K. Rowling. Like, except, you know, his book is still going on. But you know how J.K. Rowling keeps releasing news about Harry Potter and you're kind of like, the book's already finished. Shut yeah. up. Dumbledore's stop. gay. You know, okay. stop, stop telling us these things. We don't care anymore. So George R. R. Martin, it's like, okay, you already, you took your time writing these books and you didn't catch up with the show even though you had all these years to so you try to be like i'm still relevant it's like yeah okay well you already and then also i think they're they're definitely taking their time because right now the reports is for season eight the final season it's going to come out sometime end of 2018 early 2019 yeah yeah and so they're trying to like uh speed up the process of getting that prequel game of thrones series underway yeah i I really hope they shoot for the every episode is movie length hour and a half to two hours. I'm hoping they'd go that direction. Yeah, and also, I also predict, since we're doing predictions, I don't think Martin fin- finishes books. I don't think... He, no, I, I, I think I, he's going to wait till the TV series ends and then he releases his book. I think those cheeseburgers that he eats every day is going to prevent him from uh, releasing those books, man. He's going he's gonna to tap out, man. Okay, that's the, I guess that's, uh, that's as good as any to stop this episode. He's not going <laughs> to make it, man. He, he, can, right. he can wish on what he wants, man, but... That's until, your prediction? Until he goes, <laughs> unless he goes vegan, man, those White Walkers are going to get him, man. Holy cow, man. And I don't think they're White Walkers. It's just fat. <laughs> and on that what? note, thanks for listening. My name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. You can find me on the other podcast, Stuff and Junk Show, which we recently talked about uh, James Cameron's idea of what a strong female character should be. And also on my comic strip at, at the Coco Mixing section of the website. And on my I Saw the Movie blog for my non-spoilers movie reviews. And this is John Mink. You can find me on Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-I-O-U. This is Josephine. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at SlowJoJojo and Twitter at I am Josephine. This is Ed, where you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CinnabonMonster. You can send comments to whowhatworstwhy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or to the website. If you want to show your support, uh, visit whowhatworstwhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. All the links and information can be found at whowhatwhereswhy.com. All right. No, uh, we should talk about the guy who dropped out of uh, Hellboy. No, no, that's good. That's good. Okay, yeah. Speaking of Game of Thrones. There yeah, was, I know it's good. That's why I mentioned there, it. There, there, there was an actor who used to play, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Dario. It's Dario, yeah. Dario. And, and he left the show because he wanted to be... He wanted to be the transporter. He wanted to be the transporter. And then yeah. he ended up becoming uh, Francis from Deadpool, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he was going to be casted in the new Hellboy reboot as an Asian guy. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jamie. Where's the start? And then uh, he dropped out today. He made a little post on Twitter uh, after he didn't know about the Asian identity of the character when he signed up for it. When he found out about it, he gave us. He found out about the by by the community, the Asian community and stuff. He gave some thought and he did the classic thing and then dropped out. And he actually made a point saying that this is a serious issue for him. He takes it seriously and as such, he's he's bowing out. Representation matters and stuff. Yeah. Apparently, he didn't take it that seriously if he didn't even know what the character was when he signed up for it. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, a lot of times it's like when they they get offered these roles mm-hmm. and, you know, they're balancing other schedules. So yeah. as, as glib as it sounds, like they get offered and they don't really look at it because right. filming doesn't go under, go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's probably not going to be filming it for a few months even. Right. So it's like he's like, okay, cool. I'm going to focus on something else. And so... Because you hear it all the time when the, when movie stars get roles for like comic book characters, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, once I booked it, then I started doing the research like right. a month before shooting." It's a schedule so, kind of a thing too, right? 
sometimes a movie shoots X months ahead, and then you X months before that, you, you do all the prep work, right? You know what I mean? It's like a schedule thing. So you probably yeah. sign up for it, get you the research in a, in a little bit, right? It's like a schedule thing too, right? Right, right. Yeah. But, the, but I think the point is he, he did the classic thing and bowed out. Agreed. Agreed. He did. He did the right thing. Yeah. I can't think of an instance where a guy actually said, you know what? Hey, I don't This think- might be the first yeah. for like an Asian role. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard other things of like actors dropping out because of like, I know the Rocky Horror Picture Show when they did the Fox movie special, uh, the Adam Levine dropped out. He's like, no, this role has to be played by a trans actor. Oh, okay. But in terms of like Asian character, I don't, this might, this is, this could be the very first. Yeah. It's not, especially someone who was so public about it and made such a big statement. Um, it definitely, uh, hopefully this will be a benchmark uh, to further things coming. And, you know, with the studio that's making a Hellboy reboot, they're saying, okay, after he made a statement, we're going to make sure, sh- we're going to recast it and make sure that it's closer to the origins of the character, a.k.a. Asian. Um, but I... Sure, you guys, I don't know if you saw beforehand, there's a producer. She kind of looks like a yes. porn star. Oh, yeah, yeah, I she heard about this. had like a lovely. Christy Campbell, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she had a lovely like Twitter fight with somebody or something because they were like, what the hell? Like, why would you do this? And she's like, we pa- we cast the person who was the best actor. Yeah. We don't see color. Man. And we're just like, oh my God, this lady. So if she still has a say, it might still be a white person. Yeah. But uh, hopefully she doesn't have I a doubt say. it's going to be a white person because like if they cast another white person, yeah. Man, Ben Jones. Like the it. internet. Like if you thought the internet outrage was bad, it's just gonna get worse. And so that actor, like, like if he decides to, if he accepts the role and does shoot it, like he he's gonna be even more. He's gonna be shit on more so than Scarlett Johansson, uh, Emma Stone, Matt Damon, uh, Tilda Swinton. All those people combined, like they got it easy compared to what this guy will go through. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the casting people need to be held responsible of who they cast. Yeah. And not just the actors who accept the roles. It really, the casting people need to know better. Yeah. It's oh, not really the casting we can't, directors. You can't blame the casting directors. They are like, yeah. they are pretty low on the ladder. So it's more the director and producers. There's a producer, yeah. Okay. The, the money people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the casting we directors literally put out the call and they go and find people and they just go, here's what we got. And then the, the final, yeah, the the head honchos are the ones who go, hmm, who do we like from what we got? And they throw out all the Asian people and the colored people, and then they go, we like this white guy because we want more white people. And then with Ed Scryan, they that wasn't an audition because it seemed clear that, he, yeah, the way his he made a statement, he didn't audition for it. They just offered it to him. So, which means that, like, there was no audition process. So if the casting director had any say, it's more like they just talk to the actors. They're more like caretakers. So they don't yeah, really fair enough. Yeah. play a part. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, they probably saw, like, who's Ed Scrine? Oh, the guy from Deadpool? Oh, yeah, sure, go ahead and cast him. That's probably mm-hmm. how he went. Yeah, exactly. Uh, props to him, man. He did he did a really classic thing. It's hard to turn yeah, down a paycheck. Then, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think I've seen a lot of arguments online. Obviously, it's mainly white people who are like, oh, but he's an actor who needs to eat and everything. But people mm-hmm. are like, yeah, that's not the point. And then, you know, obviously the same old argument of, oh, if if a person of color can play a white person, then why can't a white person play a person of color? And it's always white people who are saying this. And you're just like, ugh, this is why you don't get it because the yeah. whole representation. Like, well, the thing is, if you would have kept the role and kept the job, I would have blamed him, but not as much as the producers, like you, like you guys said. The, yeah. people, the producers deserve the majority of the blame and stuff like that. Him, he's just an actor trying to you know, get work. And you know, yeah, he yeah. has a kid and stuff. He's trying to get fed. I blame him a yeah, little but- bit. 
only because unfortunately, he... Unfortunately, oh. he's going to be the face. Right. He's going to be the face, so the blame will still go on Yeah, him. and then right. he also took the role. So that's the yeah. whole thing where it's like, oh, like Scarlett Johansson and them. She's rich enough, yeah. and she has enough jobs exactly. that she shouldn't have even said yes. So it's like, this guy who is not even that high up, he said no, and he turned it down. So it's like, if he can do this... Yeah. So here's a funny thing. He, I think... In a way, this might actually be great for his career in other weird ways. Because, like, right now I'm seeing on Twitter a lot of directors and writers and producers who are people of color are be like, hey, Ed, we're going to find a way to put you in our movie. Like, you're going to get a lot of work because yeah. this is great. I, so it's like he's – this is actually yeah. – this. if more actors do it, they, and maybe other white actors will be like, shit, maybe we mm -hmm. should do that too. I don't know. There yeah. might be a selfish gain in there as well. I – me personally, I feel a little bit honor bound to buy or go to whatever his next movie is. I think I, I'll, I'm going to do that and stuff. You know what I mean? If it is a crap movie, I'm going to go ahead and say, you know so, what? So you'll watch the Transporter Six oh, or whatever. No, it God, is? I hope that's not what he has lined up. <laughs> but whatever he, I'll, I'll, whatever movie he's in next, I'll, I'll go ahead and go see it. You know what I mean? Because like I said, he did the right thing. He, like I said, if he would have kept the job, I wouldn't blame him that much for it. But he did the right thing. He should be rewarded for doing the right thing. It's good karma. It's good voodoo. You know? Exactly. He's a good dude. And, and and to those people those people who said that if an Asian person can play a white role, why can't white people play an Asian role? Um, my answer to that is you had the last century of doing that. So give us a chance. Mm -hmm. and, and also the character they're talking about is specifically from a Japanese concentration camp, right? A descendant of a, it's like come on. Come on, you want, you really want to be a white white person to play that character? A descendant of a concentration it's like come on. Like why would why? I think the argument is very specific because in Hellboy, like two, like not only that, but there was a another character in the same movie who was like the Scottish Irish uh, yeah. redhead, well, mm -hmm. Scottish Irish Irish redheaded woman, and it got cast of a light skinned black woman, mm -hmm. and so that it's in the same Hellboy movie. So then people yeah. are so they're they're using that as argument. So like, wait, what makes this okay and that not okay? Yeah. So the like the arguments are very fierce in yeah. the social media world, and so. I guess what you just said is true. It's like, yes, because with Ben Daimo, his origins are very much rooted in World War II, Japanese internment, Japanese-American, Japanese, American, Japanese yeah. the emperor and all that stuff. While with the Irish girl, like, it's not really a cultural thing. It's just more like, that's just, it's just no. a white thing. Like, there are things where it's like, I'll always believe, like, if you're going to do uh, race spending, I call it, there are some things I don't think make any sense. Like, if you were going to do, like... 1940s Captain America, it has to be white. Yeah, he has to be white. And but also, there are things where it's yeah. And also, somebody mentioned Bruce Wayne. Like, could he be black? Could he be a person of color? No, because Bruce Wayne comes from old American money, and only white people have yeah. old money that goes back to generations. Yeah. And also, I want to mention, I don't believe I'm gonna change things up a little bit. I don't believe you should cast people just solely based on race and all that stuff. I don't. People should earn that job. And just have you guys been following about what happened with that? Uh, on Deadpool 2, two the stunt woman dying. Have you guys yeah. heard some background about that? She is, uh, she's a stunt woman for the actress that's playing Domino, right? She, who's mm -hmm. a, a black lady. And then she is a, a bike rider for the most part. And then this is like her first job. But for the most part, and she died. She, she, she might have screwed up on a, a stunt and she passed away and stuff like that. Very tragic stuff. But the people, the stunt people said the, the producers were kind of like pushing her to be promoted even though she wasn't like ready she was like doing stunts that she wasn't ready for and the thing is the producers their argument was like hey you know domino the person the actress we hired is as a black woman we, her stunt woman should be uh, a black woman as well even though they couldn't find a qualified one for, for this job i guess so i don't think people should be hired just solely based on 
on, on race and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Obviously, well, they, they should, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's like an exception. That's like in the stunt right. world. Yeah, it's like course. we're not really going to see your face. I mean, sure, we you know, obviously for car- camera purposes, you want to keep it consistent as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I did hear about that, which is going to be unfortunate, and it's going to cost them big time because right now the family of yeah. the stunt driver they hired the they hired Sarah Jones' attorney. Sarah Jones is the PA who died on the right. railroad accident. And their family got a ton of money yeah. because of that, and so I, this is not going to go well for the producers. Yeah, it's not good. Too. Yeah, it's just it's horrible all the way around. But like, like I, said, I think, I think there's some sort of connection between that and sort of representation. Like, people should, I don't know. It, it's it's a mess. I don't know. Albert, all right, and, then, and on that note, <laughs> this has been another episode of Spoilers, please, which is part of the Who What Worst Why Network. <laughs>